0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, yep, we hear it all the time. Less knowledgeable people, the unlearned, and the unstable you know, like the squad. Tell everyone to hate or despise Israel. The heathen have been saying that for thousands of years. That's nothing new. The key to understand when those leaders are anti Israel is that they're actually anti God. Woo. Yeah, I know. That saying this is uh, not politically correct, but God doesn't care, and neither should you, and neither should I. Next, here's the biggest problem when the government gets involved in the truths of God. As it rolls now, if you are a binary person, you should have the right to represent any belief system you lean toward, even if it's just for a nanosecond. Shenanigans. I call shenanigans. Ridiculous. The government has no right or authority to tell God who his priest should be. If they don't like it, they can go to H-E double hockey sticks. God's standards don't yield to the unrighteousness of humanity. And finally, I love the title of the Bible, The Way, because it says everything. I want to pursue that. That was actually the title of my good news Bible, The Way. The Way is a title from Jesus that he gave to himself, but others will claim to be the way liars are still liars
1: david spoon's life has been an experience while growing up in a jewish family he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse then david spoon found jesus christ and his life completely changed the more he studied the gospel the more he wanted to share his experiences with others After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. I'm afraid so today. Personal revelations. I shouldn't have got mad at my wife. Spiritual observations. I had to apologize, like. 30 times. My life's insanity is an oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at org. That's not popcorn at hemustincrease.org, but david at org. You can text us, two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's two one four two one zero eight four eight three. You can also call us. Why You can call us? Yes, you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, 972-445-0770, you will get to talk to Captain Chris. That's like getting a free lobster dinner. And you will be... I mean come on, lobster dinner. You just that has to be the best one, right? Do they actually get a lobster dinner though? No, not a chance. Everything okay. we say we're a parody. Whenever we do intros or exits or anything like that, only the teaching is real. Everything else is like whatever. Uh, here we go. Uh, bottom line is you might have a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question. You might have uh, something you want to share. It's not a kvetch vest. I mean, we do give a little bit of room, but it's really not about the complaining part of it. It's about what you can do that maybe can encourage other people or what you need other people to be encouraging you in. That's part of the process. And everybody... Everywhere goes through the ups and downs. Okay, don't uh, the the idea that you don't have struggles is just uh, completely anti-biblical. So we're not even going to deal with that whatsoever. We're just going to say let's strengthen one another, let's encourage one another, let's bless one another, let's help each other draw one step closer to the Lord. One. Minute, I mean, it a, a centimeter, a millimeter, doesn't, just a little bit closer to the Lord each and every day so that we can draw closer to Him who created us and walk in His grace and His love. Bottom line is, you're welcome to reach out to us on any of these things. Plus, we also do that goofy thing. What's that goofy thing? Listen. That's my trivia piece of paper. Who? Who? I probably should be whom, but I don't know. Who did Jesus promise to send after the Ascension? Who did Jesus promise to send after the Ascension? If you think you know the answer, you can call us at 972-445-0770. You can also text us at 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, David. At he must So at this point, we do have somebody calling in, so I'll just confess my sin while that's going on, and that way I can get it off of me, so to speak. Uh, so, yesterday, while well, we were uh, had a, a nice evening going and had dinner, and everything was fine and good, and I started my long 30 page paper, which seems to every time have to be better than the last paper, which doesn't make me happy. And uh, so I'm working on working on everything's fine. And then I said to Noel, can you watch Bert? Because, you know, sometimes Bert gets kind of squirrely and so on and so forth. And He was getting squirrely, getting squirrely. So finally, he jumped up after about 15 or 20 minutes. I'm about, about 15 minutes in on a four hour. And he he hits the keys on my keyboard. And I turned to Noel and I said, can you please watch the dog? You know, but I didn't say it nice. I didn't use a third tongue or anything. And then she re- re- replied, why are you getting mad at me? It's Bert that's doing it, right? And I said, because this stuff is frustrating. So for those who think, you listen to the show, you think, oh, but Dave's always doing perfect, right? Whatever. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So I said sorry, you know, like I did like thirty times because I knew it was me. I was just frustrated, and then instead of taking out on Bert, who wouldn't even understand, so I wouldn't get any satisfaction there, I tried to. She forgave me. That's nice. I just felt like an idiot. All right, uh, person person ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good today, and how are you? I'm doing good. i glad I just confessed my little story because that, that gets it <laughs> off of me. When I confess it, I feel like it's like there you go, God. I'm so sorry, uh, but of course I did that to Noel like nine hundred times because uh, it, was, <laughs> it was not nice. You know, we all—I think we all take things out on people that are closest to us.
1: Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, you—you know, you're right. In fact, I—I I did have somebody do a teaching one time where they talked about that the people that we. Forgive the least are the people that are closest to us because we expect the most from them. I was like, uh. oh, that's like really good. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But but she got her pound of flesh, so I mean she 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 worked me over pretty good.
1: All right.
0: Who did Jesus promise to send after the ascension? The Comforter
1: of the Holy Spirit. That is
0: correct, Amanda! That is a hundredfold correct. So, 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 so important. I mean, people need to understand that Jesus' ministry continues after the ascension through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's so critical for people to get that. Awesome job. Great, great work. All right. Well, y'all have a good afternoon. All right. God bless you. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. alright right, we'll get right into this, Teach, real quickly. Uh, yeah, I know I mentioned, uh, what did I mention? The What is it, the squad or something? Or something like that. Uh, here's the thing. Have you ever heard of uh, Solomon? He was a great king. And uh, there is this really uh, wonderful queen of Sheba, and she visited Solomon. And here's what she said in First Kings ten nine: May the Lord your God be praised. He delighted in you and put you on the throne of Israel because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel. He has made you king to carry out justice and righteousness. Eternal love for Israel. When you tell God, I hate Israel, when you tell the world and your politics, I hate Israel, you're telling God you hate his chosen. It's like, how dumb is that? Did you say something about my kid? I promise I will ask for forgiveness after I hit you. I mean, this is it's like, you got to be kidding me. But my point in saying that is, it's important for us to get this. Numbers twenty four nine. The nation is like a mighty lion. When it's sleeping, no one dares wake it. Whoever blesses Israel will be blessed. Whoever curses Israel will be cursed. Like okay, <laughs> that's it. And so you get into the politics of the whole thing, and it's like, who who cares with those poly many ticks, blood sucking insects? Who cares? You need to have the right attitude towards Israel. Does that mean everything Israel does is perfect? The great thing about the Bible is it's one of the few books that records all the dumb things that the people do. It's filled with them. (laughs) It's just filled with all these mistakes. But they're still God's apple of the eye. And as we often say on the show, you might be a mess, but you're God's mess. And people ought to be careful when they speak about the things that God is in charge of. So whether it's the squad or popcorn or corn pop or whatever, who cares? You follow what the Scripture teaches, and that is God has an eternal love for Israel and expects us to have that too. If they're in a wayward way, and they often are, we're to pray for their redemption which, again, still comes through Jesus Christ. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on
0: KAAM.
1: With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford.
0: People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well you know is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean the Lord gives us the I ability mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done.
1: Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological, accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do
0: No, I
1: know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he... no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Don't forget to keep Captain Chris, Jennifer, and Don in prayer. They all need your prayers. And speaking of prayers, we're going to pray for Ukraine. Plus, we're going to uh, pray for the people in the audience because I want to pray some health prayer. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you and praise you for everything you've done and that you're doing. You are fantastic to us. We are so indebted to you, and we lift up Ukraine in that situation that's beyond most of us. I don't think most of us even understand what's going on, even under the under part of it. Only you know every nuance, but we still ask you to bring peace and stillness to a fiery situation And that the gospel can be proclaimed and that your name would be glorified. We do pray it, Lord. It's such tragedy that we're seeing. It it, kind of rips apart the heart. And we're asking for you to speak peace where men have brought about war. And we also ask you for the people who are listening to this broadcast right now. There's some people who are really hurting physically. And they need a touch. They need an encouragement. They need... The, the hand of God. They need that moment when Jesus, when you stretched out your hand and touched the leper and said, I'm willing. Please, in your graciousness and in your mercy, touch the people who need that physical strengthening. We lift them up before you. We thank you for them and we praise you for everything you do. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Okie dokie. All right, here you go. Uh, oh, trivia, 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 trivia. trivia. Then joke and then trivia. Okay. You know, sometimes it's hard to follow the own, my own bouncing ball. Ding ding, ding 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 ding. True or false? When Jesus, when the disciples saw Jesus after the resurrection. When the disciples, I can talk. When the disciples saw Jesus after the resurrection. They worshipped him, but some doubted. But some doubted. Is that true or false? When the disciples saw Jesus after the resurrection, they worshipped him, but some doubted. True or false? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210. 8483, as well as you can send an email, david at org. You cannot uh, shout loud enough to get through the studio, I don't think. But maybe. Maybe it could be. All right. In the meantime, we've got uh, two jokes. (laughs) One is longer than the other. (laughs) That's not the joke. Okay, here we go. Okay, two jokes. Just bear with it. This is gonna kind of get back into the swing of it's it takes it's harder and harder to find good Bible or Christian jokes. So you have to really, really you know, we've only done like two thousand on the show. Uh and uh, there was there was a pastor sitting there and he approached uh a church member and he said, You will walk today. And the church member said, Well, I'm not crippled. I mean, I don't have any deficiency. What do you he leaned in and he insisted. He said, "You will walk today." And the church member went uh, nodded, and then he went out to the parking lot. So that somebody stole his car. <laughs> Walking today, but this one is a good. <laughs> That's funny though. You will walk today. <laughs> somebody stole your car. Uh, over at Fortitude Holiness Tabernacle, I don't know why the joke had to set that up. Dexter Rice, the Sunday school teacher, was telling his class the story of the prodigal son. Wishing to emphasize the resentful attitude of the elder brother, he laid stress on this part of the parable. After describing the rejoicing of the household over the return of the wayward son, Dexter spoke of the one who, in the midst of the festivities, Failed to share in the jubilant spirit of the occasion. Can anybody in the class, he asked, tell me, who was this? Nine-year-old Olivia had been listening sympathetically to the story. She waved her hand in the air and she said, I know, I know who didn't join in the festivities. Who, the teacher said. The fatted calf. Because he was, (laughs) see? Ah, waka, waka. (laughs) Ah. That's pretty good. The fatty. Remember they killed the fatty. Okay. I guess you got to be from Peter to think that's funny or something. I don't know. All right. Uh, true or false? When the disciples saw Jesus after the resurrection, they worshipped him, but some doubted. True or false? Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Also, you can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, as well as you can send an email, David. At he must increase.org here is the last I think of the political stuff yeah okay good uh this is another political piece but you got to understand why it's important because is specifically of what's going on in society today first Kings chapter 13 verse 33 after all this Jeroboam did not repent of his evil way but again set up priests from every class of people from for the high places whosoever desired it he ordained and they became priests of the high places I want you to get what's going on Jeroboam had a chance just like everybody else had a chance to respond and to acknowledge God in the way that God goes about uh setting up his tabernacle setting up his church his people so to speak and in that one of the requirements were that the Levites were supposed to be the people from whom the priesthood was derived but Jeroboam changed that and said anybody everywhere anywhere as long as they desire it can be a priest because I say so because I'm in charge so what happened is The priesthood, while many people have a bad association with that word, you shouldn't because you're part of the priesthood. The priesthood was completely compromised, get this, by people who don't even believe in God. They become priests of God. This is like what's going on at Notre Dame. For those of you that don't know, Notre Dame has uh, anointed one of their leaders— an acknowledged atheist to represent spiritual matters at the school. So, this is the kind of thing where I sit there and I look at this, and you know, I, boy, I appreciate the idea of not offending anybody, but I could care less what those people think because they are so obnoxious. And they deserve to be offended. And the reality check is that when you have an atheist representing God, you just you see the oxymoron there, like jumbo shrimp. Right? Right? Right. You know, do you see what I'm saying? Tolerant liberal. You see what I'm saying? It's like that all that, all that together, you're just looking at that going, that is the stupidest thing ever. Uh, It's not really that much stupider than somebody going, well, I'm a boy, but for this next 24 hours, I'm going to be a girl. Then I'm going to be a boy again, and then I'll be a girl again. And then depending on whether I go to jail, I'll let you know. It's like, (laughs) how unbelievable is this? And you sit there and you look at this you go, what is going on? What is taking place? I'll tell you what's going on. The leadership is being polluted by sinful leaders to take positions that are just absurd. This is an unacceptable thing to God. In verse 34, to tell you how mad God got, this is what he said. For the house of Jeroboam, this was the sin that caused it to be wiped out and annihilated from the face of the earth. You know how God felt about altering his priesthood? He annihilated Jeroboam and all of his family. Why that's important is because in our nation, we are allowing people to take places of spiritual leadership in the name of Jesus Christ, who don't believe in Jesus Christ, who could care less what the Bible has to say or what God has to say in any capacity. And you think God's just going to sit there and go, hey, yeah, no problem. Just do it. If it feels good, do it. This is a problem for our country. So when you're praying for America, which I assume that most of you are praying at least uh, at least a mention for our country every day, this is a big part of it. Well, we're praying, Lord, only let the people who have right hearts and spirits be in spiritual leadership. How would you like to have somebody teaching your son or your grandson uh, arithmetic and starts the whole thing off by going 2 plus 2 is 79? You're just like going, wait, what? You'll never get anything right. Exactly. So the reason that I bring it up, yeah, I know it's two political ones in a row, and for Dave, that's a rarity. But it's important to understand that when government, little g infuses into the process into the process of big G, God's kingdom, sinfulness emerges and disaster finds itself. This is a problem that we've had people, and this is kind of in our education system too, and social influencers and politicians, telling people what God would or wouldn't say who don't know the difference between a brown paper bag and God. And they're telling people what God would say? Wow. That's dumb. (laughs) We should probably do a little bit better job in prayer. Otherwise, this generation won't make it. But then again, there's that flip side of me that thinks, yeah, I know, but then the Lord comes back. (laughs) Isn't that good, too? So it's like, yeah, it's tough. Listen, all things work together for good, so we trust that the plan is according to the plan. All right, let me answer the trivia question, which I think is one of the most amazing we didn't have anybody answer, right? So that's just okay. So we have a bunch of people text, but nobody called them. True or false, when the disciples saw Jesus after the resurrection, they worshipped him, but some doubted. The answer is true, Matthew 28, 17, which is amazing because Jesus they saw Jesus die, then they saw him buried, then they see him resurrected, and they... Still doubted. And if they had doubts and they're the disciples, and then look what they went forward to be able to do, it's okay from time to time if you struggle as long as you bring it before the Lord and be honest about it. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: what is the david spoon
0: experience so you know what david did he asked god again and how did god answer he answered him god didn't go you asked me twice (laughs) strike you with lightning strike you with lightning it's like that's not how this works so the scripture says in 1 Samuel 23, 4, go check out your Bible. Once again, David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered him. It's like, go, 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 go do your thing. Go, 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 go. It's okay to inquire more than once, even if there's an answer that you've got, because sometimes we look for reassurance and clarity and for comfort and from eliminating hearing mistakes. We're not trying to irritate God. We're not trying to fight against his will. We're not trying to be uh, disobedient. The Lord knows that. See, I think what happens is we'll do something, it'll be sincere action, then somebody else may hear about it or you mention somebody and the way they interpret it is different than the way God interprets it. When I come before the Lord and he says, go do this, and I come before the Lord again and do one of those, are you sure, (laughs) you know, kind of thing, that's not me trying to be bad. And this is the same kind of thing that happens when you get into the 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 people that that uh you know one group in Christianity is like you know you can't you, you can't ask for signs and ask for signs at all because it shows that you either have no faith or you don't believe Jesus is Messiah. Well first of all that's not true because God gave signs all the way from Genesis to Revelation. So that's just silly. The other part of that is people asking for signs like Gideon were just like going okay I'm just trying not to mess this up, right? What Jesus rebuked was the people asking for a sign to prove he was the Messiah. That's substantially different than asking god I, I I just need to know I'm not doing this dumb right I mean, and that's why what we do is we kind of pour into these rules and these reasonings, and it's like, you know what, don't do that. come before the Lord, be yourself. you know you don't have to <laughs> uh, you don't have to posture before God. He already knows. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, I just want you to know I'm not going to look up right now. Now, if you really feel that way, that's fair. But don't do that because you're trying to impress God because he knows you're trying to impress him. So then don't do that. Just tell him what's going on. Share your heart. Share your feelings. One of the things that I see about prayer, and this is a true statement. Some people say, well, people pray to get things changed. Uh, it's maybe better to say that we pray so that God changes us. That might be more accurate so that we get into a surrender or a, a, a yielded position. It's not that you can't have faith, not that you can't pray, but um, what I'm talking about is coming and yielding and going, Just I'm just trying to get the clarity. I want to know what I'm doing is what you want to do. I think it's a, a very important element for people who are seeking wisdom just to be as earnest and honest as possible. If the Lord grants you a sign, the bigger problem about that is most of the time, like for Israel, they didn't believe it anyway. <music> Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're hopefully, for this show, we're done with our little political statements. (laughs) That would be nice. All right, here is your next trivia question. So there were these people uh, uh, that were on the road to uh, uh, Emmaus, and uh, there was two disciples. Can you name the one that is named? I will give you this hint. It is in Luke 24. The name of one of the two disciples on the road. The name of one of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. What's the name of one of the only one of them I think has the name? Uh, if you think you know the answer, let me know. Here's the the hint. Luke, Luke, Luke. Okay, uh, twenty four is the chapter you want to find that at. I guess you know that. We'll just find that. Okay. Uh, If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us uh, by calling 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, if you can't get to Luke 24 and you don't know the answer, just hang on. I mean, you know, it's something you'll get a chance to learn. Uh, Additionally, we do want to make sure you understand that uh, we want to send you to the website. At the website, there's a couple things that I want to toss in your direction. Uh, Please don't forget that the app is on there, the Spoonanity app. It's called Spoonanity. Spoonanity. It's a free app, but it's for Android. Sorry, we just not quite there yet for the Apple. Uh, although I did hear from Don, they're doing a new app for the station. So we'll see what's going on there. I'll uh, give you that information uh, as soon as I have that. Plus, there's about 3,100 hours on the podcast. There's a link on the website that you can go and do that. Plus, the last thing I need to tell you, which is significantly important, how important? Significantly important is uh, money. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to make that big deal about it. Look, we need money. There you go. That's it. Uh, that's a great place to give. If you can't give on the website and you want to give, you can always write a check, send it to the station. That information's on the website. Or you can call me and I, uh, some people give directly uh, where I help them process it. Okay? Simple stuff. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request. Hemustincrease.org. Praise report he must increase.org looking to give to this ministry he must increase.org confused by what's happening right now he must increase.org he must org. <laughs> all right what is that sound i want to know is that what is that that's a rubber band that's a rubber band <laughs> would you would you leave the rest of you when you went out of town what happened there <laughs> What? Now, how is that not like a symbol, like a... Like a, like like a drum set, maybe? Yeah, that's what I... Okay. I just want to make I sure I'm not make losing the it. sounds? Okay. No, but you need to know what they are. How am I supposed to know what they are? All right. Uh, I don't know anything. Don't you know that by now? <laughs> You've been with me such a long time. Still, you don't know? I don't know anything. Uh, again, the question, what was the name of one... Uh, what was the name of the disciple, one of the two on the road to Emmaus... Uh, that's in Luke 24. If you think you know the answer, reach out to us and let us know. 972-445-0770. Uh, 214-210-8483 is the text. And then david at org. Let's go ahead and do our history. Let's go live. Alrighty. Uh a couple things to tell you today. Uh, some of these I like, some of these are yeah, they're okay. I mean, it's kind of like 50-50. Uh today is grilled cheese sandwich day. So I'm okay yeah. with that. I like that. Uh today is National Licorice Day, and I like like uh, red vine licorice and stuff like that. I'm a big fan of that. Do you like that? I like licorice. You like licorice or don't like? I like licorice. I don't really like red vines, but, uh, you know. I like red vines. All right. Uh, Today is Drop Everything and Read Your Bible Day. It's actually Drop Everything and Read Day, but I just changed it to Drop Everything and Read Your Bible Day. That makes sense to me. And then it's Big Wind Day, but that day blows me away, so I'm just going to ignore that. On this day in 1954... Rock around the clock, Bill Haley and the Comets record the rock and roll classic. It was the the recorded as the B side of the soon forgotten Thirteen Women. So back in the day, they had like little 45s stuff, and 45 one side would have one, one side would have another. The, the A and the B side. All right, never mind. Uh, first major computer spam. Uh, Lawrence uh, and Martha Siegel, a husband and wife team of lawyers, began advertising immigration law services using bulk Usenet postings. This became known as a green card spam after the subject line of the posting, Green Card Lottery final one something like that it's like nah, I, I can't even follow that that's just weird and then uh, that's not important that's not important and that's not important there you go all three not important okay uh somebody ready to answer the trivia question all right here we go this is david who am i talking to uh, okay i uh gotta turn your radio down <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way, all the way, because otherwise that echo, it's one of those weird echo feed things. All right, who who am I talking to? No problem, no problem. Who am I talking to?
1: This is Larry, Larry Bell.
0: Hey, Larry. How are things for you today? Oh,
1: things are going great. How about what you say?
0: Pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, uh, Still got a long way to go on my 30-page paper, and... A lot of humility to give to my wife since I yelled at her. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You better do that, too.
0: I know. I know. Uh, otherwise, it'll be sleepless nights for a long time. Uh, all right, oh, my yeah. friend. You ready for this? Do you know the answer? Yeah. Here we go. Here it is. The question, The trivia question is, on the road to Emmaus, name one of the two disciples. I don't think one is named. Name uh, the, one of the names of the disciple on the road to Emmaus of the two. Who was that?
1: I believe his name would be Cleophas.
0: That is correct. And you have it. It's, a, it's a Cleopas or Cleopas. Either way, you are right. Now, did you look it up or did you know? Because that's a tough question.
1: It is it is a tough question and I must admit I had to look it up. I should have known it, but I had to look it up. Oh, yeah. I
0: listen brother, I want you to know if somebody had asked me that trivia question, I would have known it was in Luke 20 I was in, would known it was in that portion in Luke 24, but I would have had to look it up because I would not have remembered yeah. the name. I thought so I've been one uh, it. It's something, <laughs> yeah. but I don't yeah. know what. Excellent job. Very 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 good work. Excellent job, brother. Thank you.
1: Listen, I got to go have cataract surgery Thursday on my eyes. Keep me in your prayers. The Lord will bless me and get these things out so I can read again.
0: All right, let's pray for that uh, right now. Let's pray for it. Fa- Father, we right. come before you, lift up our brother, and we just ask you for his uh, surgery situation that you would just, it would just be no problems. Anywhere, quick healing, quick work, quick simplicity, and that he would just feel that was simple and easy because Lord, you watched over the whole time and the whole process. We ask you to bless him and keep him strong in you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, amen. brother. Thank you. All right. God bless you. God bless you too, man. All right. Bye, bye, bye. Till next time. All right. Till next time. All right. Here we go. Mark chapter thirteen, verse three through six. Okay. As he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will all these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? And Jesus began to say to them, see that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. One of the things people miss in this text, because I, it's just one of those things that I it's it's probably the disease that's in my mind, but it says Peter, James, John, and Andrew. This is like one of the few times where Andrew sneaks in. <laughs> so funny it's like cuz normally it's just Peter James and John but in this text in mark chapter 13 verse uh, 3 it's Peter James John and Andrew so finally Andrew makes an appearance that's very nice anyway so they ask him privately there's like okay well what's the deal oh what's going on because you're telling us all these bad things that are take place and Jesus says make sure that to see that no one leads you astray many will come in my name saying i am he Now, why that's critical is because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. When he's saying they'll come in his name, they're saying that they're going to proclaim that they're the way, they're the method, they're the Messiah, they're the solution, they're the Savior. It's not only that they're saying, oh, I'm Jesus Christ. That's not what you're you're missing there, what that big thing is. He's saying they're going to come, they're going to say, "I, you listen to my system. My system will get you in. My way will do it. It's not that they're going to be JC. They're going to be JC-esque, like they're going to act like that. And the problem is not as much of... For for a lot of us who are believers, it's not the nut job that they show on the news where they go, Well, where they go, this is a classic where they go, This man claims to be Jesus Christ, and then he has to have a news conference. (laughs) Okay, listen, Jesus Christ will never have a news conference. Can we just? (laughs) To solve this right now. Let's never have to deal with that again. Jesus isn't going to come there and go, eh, I'm going to be on channel 11, 16, 45, 32. When Jesus comes, the sky will be the news conference. You get it? Okay? So anytime somebody claims to be Jesus and they have a news conference or an article, it's just dumb. I mean, just do you think of that. Alright? But what we got to watch is anybody who's saying there's another way, there's a different process. No, there's not. Heaven is God's home. And Jesus is the door. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. He is the gate. And nobody goes into the Father but by me. People are like, well, I don't like that. You know what God's answer is? Tough. It's his home. He'll tell you what door to go in. The door is Jesus Christ. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: What is the David Spoon experience?
0: Verse twenty four in Mark five, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all it happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said you know Jesus you know healed you know every single person uh, in the entire uh community and didn't charge anybody any money this was it was they were trying to make a political argument and the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the at the pool of bethsaida and that was actually a hospital <laughs> It's like what what do you guys read this stuff like, you just read this so this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go can we just keep it on track with the truth it's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative here's this narrative issued by scripture itself Jesus tells Jairus, don't don't ignore what these people are saying don't be afraid take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, "Talitha koum," Talitha leed- te- te- koum, and that means, "Little girl, I say unto you, get up." Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood, just 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders. Not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked them out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples with him. What did he do? He cleared the air. <laughs> Oh Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready to do our last trivia question. So Eric asked me a question about updating on the brochures. Yes, I did. I actually did update them. Uh, they have been, uh, well, I don't know about, updated. Yeah, no, updated. Now, what I will tell everybody, which you don't know, is for the next 10 days, I will not be updating anything, okay? I will be sitting there every extra moment going, and writing all this stuff in the Greek word. and then – so I got to do – so 16 weeks from now. Uh, I will be finished with the doctorate. See, and one of the great things about that is because you're all listening, is you'll be able to say, well, good, because we're really tired of hearing it. (laughs) Hey, not as tired as I am talking about it. Trust me. All right. uh, Here is your last trivia question. Uh, I'm just going to simply say you should know where this is, but if you don't get it out, I might help. The last thing that Jesus said in the New Testament is what the last thing that Jesus said in the New Testament is what uh, if you think you know and if you haven't figured it out it's in the end of the book of Revelation uh nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. That is the call number where you get to talk to Captain Chris. Uh, 214-210-8483, that is the text number. And then david at org. that is the email. Got that, got that, got that, got that. Make sure to pray for the audience. We prayed for Ukraine. I talked about school. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, got it. Yeah, I just gotta make sure I got everything done. Um, I will be doing kind of an eastery style message tomorrow, uh, and we will be praying for the churches on Friday for your church and for every church, the any authentic church of the Lord Jesus Christ for their Easter because that's a great opportunity for sharing the gospel. And we're just gonna pray that the Lord soften hearts and. You know, we want to be a part of that. That's a part of your family. Those are people that are in your spiritual family that you haven't met yet. Well, that's kind of cool. It's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of nice, All right. See, it's it's like getting together for a family gathering, but they're not lousy family. <laughs> it's not the uncle you didn't want to invite. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
1: This is Gary.
0: Hey, Gary. Great to hear your voice. I hope you've been enjoying the show. Normally you call a little earlier, huh? Yeah, I I didn't
1: quite get in there.
0: Yeah, it's all right. It's good to have you here. That's fine. All right. Here we go. Classic kind of question. One would think, without being too spiritual, the last thing that Jesus has to say in the New Testament, probably important. (laughs) I would say it's as important as anything else. What's the last thing Jesus said in the New Testament? Surely I come quickly. That is correct, sir! And I I love the King James where it says surely, and then you've got the people saying, don't call me surely. But you know that it's got that element where it's like, Jesus is telling you, last thing i got to say to you is, I'm coming quickly. You better be ready. It's like, that's the thing. He leaves it on. And then then John going, even so, come quickly, Lord. I mean, that's what you want. That's what a, a Christian desires is the Lord to return. Excellent job, my brother. Very, very good. Thank you. All right. And we will pray for you. You pray for us, and we're praying for one another, and that way we get covered. Okay. All right. God bless you. All right. Great job, my Gary. Love it. Great, 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 great job. Great, brother. All right. Uh, last teach. So we got that done. Got that done. Got that done. Got that done. So I said Easter Pray for this. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay, good. Uh, this is entitled Coming in Last. For the gold medal. (laughs) Don't you love that? Mark chapter 9, verse 35, he sat down and called the 12 and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. If anyone would be first, that has to do, listen to what I'm going to say, to be for being great in the kingdom, for being uh, known in the kingdom. See, in the realm of man, to be known amongst men is important. To have fame, and that's what fame is, by the way, acknowledgement from other human beings, a popularity of sorts, but not always uh, positive, positive. Uh, negative popularity. Hitler was uh, certainly popular in a negative capacity. I think anybody... Could, could understand that. But that doesn't matter because it's all from man to man, woman to woman, child to child. Who cares? Jesus lays it out really in this deep, profound alteration of thought. If you want to be first, if you want to be great, if you want to be known in the kingdom of God, be the servant because that is who God considers worthy of fame. Isn't that just the exact opposite of what we think? I mean, I want to say it in a nice way, so i got to be careful. But You go to a concert, right? And uh, there's a superstar up there, and uh, they're getting paid boatloads of money. I mean, let's be honest— and the person that nobody knows who's cleaning up the trash, that's the one that God would say, that person's famous. That person's got fame. Because that's the service. I'm not using that as a drift. I'm just trying to give you the mindset switch. In Matthew 5.19, it it says, Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom, but whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom. There is a last and there is a first. And it's like the way to get to first or to be noticed by God is to be— Watch this. You're going to hate this. It's to be at the end of the line. Oh, come on. You get there so you can be early, so you can be the first one in. Oh, no, no. Be the last one. Be the one who sits the furthest back. Be the one who takes the worst seat. And you think, well, how do you do that? How do you be a servant? To all of all of society, I don't think you can be. I mean, actually, you're going to hate this statement. I don't think you can be a servant to every element of society. I think you can only be a servant to everybody that God brings into your life. I just think that's normal, or that's the normal way to think of it. I mean, if God puts you in a powerful position that I would, and that you have that kind of touch, I assume that might be different. But for all those of us who are every day coffee is it coffee joe joe cut what is that like joe it's like you know regular joe kind of the regular whatever that is if it's you, just like a regular <laughs> the way that you are a servant is all the people that are in your life you put before yourself that's that's it it's not that you never think of yourself and i hate that that mindset never think of yourself really never eat never breathe that's gonna be a short life I'm never going to breathe. (laughs) Over. But it's just to have this mindset that expands and that it helps us understand that Jesus thinks of greatness in the exact opposite term that the world thinks of greatness. That's the, the principle that people understand. Jesus demonstrates that true receiving is by true giving. It's like, wait, what? It's like, that doesn't make any sense. True living is by dying to yourself and and as a resurrected being living for the honor of God. It's like all those things are opposite of what the world thinks. I'm telling you, if you guys ever read comic books, you guys should know Bizarro. Do you know Bizarro? Have you ever seen Bizarro, like Bizarro Superman, where it's like everything's backwards? I mean, it, it just takes such courage to say others first. It takes such courage to say, I'm going to believe and then I'm going to see. It takes such courage to say, I'm going to die and then I'm going to live. It takes, takes such courage to say, I'm going to receive by giving away. That's courage, man. You, you got to have a strong faith to operate that way. And yet that's the faith that Jesus came to stop. Man left on his own by sin, through sin, has concluded that the greatest is the one that hits the stage, gets the most response, gets the most likes, has the most social followers, blah, 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 blah. And not one person can do one thing eternally for another person anywhere. But he who sees every single thing that we go through and knows every nuance and every thought in your heart, even if you do something that nobody else knows and you do it in secret as unto the Lord, the Lord knows and he's watching. And the Lord will never forget what you're doing. So if you want a gold medal, you, you probably don't want to run sprints in, in the Olympics. <laughs> you probably you don't want to be on the basketball team for the United States in the Olympics. I'm just saying, if you want a gold medal in the kingdom of God, you can get one by coming in last. Just think about how bizarre that is. But that's what's cool about Jesus Christ. He came to change the way humanity exists. And I know people try and force that out of people or, you know, government programs, this, that, whatever. I don't care. What's important is that you understand that you put yourself in that last. If anyone would be first, he must be last of all. And servant of all. Nobody is too far down for you to serve. Even if they're jerky kind of people. Jesus took a lot of time with 12, and one of them was a betrayer, and he knew it. But he still put the time in, didn't he? Ouch. All right, folks. Keep everybody in prayer. Stay strong in faith. Don't let the enemy freak you out. Okay? That's a nice way to say that. We'll do our uh, Easter service or sermon tomorrow. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Destroying everyone.
1: The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KWAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.